What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Solvent Talk. Let's go! <laughs> We've got an insane episode tonight for you guys. It's going to be awesome. We've got Michael Alm uh, from Almfab, and uh, we'll get our co-host in here. We'll get Michael in here, and uh, we'll get going. So give me a second while I get everybody in. Boom. How's everybody doing tonight? What's oh, up? oh What's hey, Mike. Hey, look, dude. What's happening, fellas? Awesome. Not much, Michael. Thanks for joining us, man. <laughs> yeah, happy to be here. Absolutely. I'll get Jeff in here, I think, here in a and second. And we don't want Jeff in here, Maybe. dude. If he joins. <laughs> Hey! All right, the whole crew's here. All right, so uh, thank you everybody for joining. Uh, saw this talk. We've got uh, this is our forty seventh episode, which is insane. Um, big thanks to uh, George Supplyco and Scott for sponsoring us. If you need any merch, uh, make a merch. Go check him out. Um, big sponsor of the show, so really appreciate him. And uh, I am Kyle Brewer. Uh, sometimes I do word working, sometimes I do some scroll saw stuff, motivational stuff, a little bit here, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and uh, host of the show. So uh, I'll toss it over to you, Bernie. We'll go around the horn, we'll introduce ourselves, and then we'll, we'll kick it over to you, Mike. All right, well, good evening, everybody. Super stoked for this uh, Sawdust Talk. We got another uh, fellow Washingtonian on in here uh, with Michael. Um, as you all know, I'm Bernie's Builds. It's been about 86 years since... Uh, Jeff and I have uh, hosted together, and I am uh, inside in my game room, as you can see from the board games in the corner, because it is like 19 degrees out in Ellensburg, Washington right now, and I don't want to be outside in my shop, but uh, of course, I got Bernie's builds out here in Ellensburg, and I'm one of the co-hosts. Turn it over to you, Jeff. I'm Jeff. I am the lead stunt coordinator for uh, Johnny Builds, youtube.com slash Johnny Builds. <laughs> um, I build furniture and I point a camera at a YouTuber. And uh, today, our guest is the Prince of Pattern Plywood himself, Michael Alm. Michael, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I... Uh, sort of started out as like a design fabrication business um, and then uh, was following a whole bunch of YouTube channels like a lot of us do and then decided to turn the camera on myself all of a sudden and that was probably about I, well, I think that was six years ago this it'll it's almost six years in January it'll be six years so um, it, and so now it's the full-time job is is uh, running the YouTube channel and as you mentioned before the one of the things that I'm known for is my pattern plywood work I've got one of the boards over here um, where it's taking plywood and uh, cutting it apart into little bits, gluing it back together. And I think I have something like, I don't know, 20 or 25 patterns that I've designed at this point um, and then done a whole bunch of videos on how other people can make them as well. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm in Seattle, Washington, um, so I'm fairly close to Bernie and I'm... Uh, um yeah i don't know i just i just hang out in my wood shop a lot and, and shoot a lot of videos <laughs> that's amazing it can can thank you thank you for coming on the show we really appreciate it um just want to start out with like what what made you want to turn on the camera what, um, what kind of sparked that so i was watching i think i started like watching youtube in like 2011 2012 and at that point, it was um, Mark Spagnolo, uh, Jimmy Daresta, and um, let's see, there weren't, there weren't that many people. Uh, Steve Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, and I just watched it, and I learned a whole bunch. Like I was just um, really got obsessed with it pretty pretty quickly. And I was like, oh, this is all the stuff that I like have had questions about for years. And I, even though I worked a lot of woodworking adjacent jobs, I worked for um, art museums and I worked for uh, a frame shop as well. Um, uh, you know, I built, I built crates, I built uh, frames, I built uh, some pedestals and stuff. I, I never really expanded much beyond that. 
And I, I saw what those guys were doing. I, uh, Matthias Wandel, I saw his stuff and I was just like, this is possible. Like I, I didn't have the tools were that he was using and like the pan router stuff was just mind blowing. So, um, as I started absorbing that and, and bringing it into my own shop, I started thinking about like, okay, so what do I know that other people don't know? Um, and a lot of that came from the art world. A lot of it came from working in the frame shop. Um, I put out some videos on how to build picture frames. Uh, like it was basically whenever I would, I would have like a question that didn't seem to, or like I didn't see other videos out there that, that really answered these questions. Um, I would just be like, okay, I'll make a video about it and see um, uh, see if I could, uh, you know, process that information for other people as well. And, and it was, it started shooting on my cell phone. Um, and I think the hardest part for me was like learning the video editing side and the storytelling side. And like, um, I, you know, if you watch my first video, it's like a total ripoff of Jimmy Duresta's format. <laughs> and like, I, I just, I went from there and I was, I, I followed people that I really liked a lot. Uh, Laura Kampf was one, an early inspiration as well. Um, her video style, I think, I feel like when I saw hers and, uh, and Chris Salmon Four Eyes Furniture, th those, I was like, oh, you're taking like the, the video side of it to another level. And I, I wanted to learn that. So, um, I just I just kept experimenting with the camera and, and, and eventually kind of I, I feel like I developed my own style um, uh, just kind of or at least my own voice you know what uh what kind yeah. of camera do you shoot That's with awesome. I mean I guess we'll get into the technicalities yeah. of thing what do you what do you typically shoot with I shoot uh, there it is right here um, uh, the a6600 uh, Sony and I, I shoot it on a uh, an, on a jib, so it's a counter counterweighted jib, just because I've spent so much time raising and lowering a tripod that the jib the like <laughs> this is it's got a weight on that side, so I can actually swing it out and go over the top of like my table saw, for instance, and have my camera like right there. Nice. Um, I don't know how well you can see that, but um, that's yeah. So. I, I, I mean, this is like a rig that's been designed over and over again. Like, I feel like every year I re I reinvent my shooting rig. Um, and that's, this is the one that I think I, I will keep for a while. I, I don't have a lot of complaints about it at this point. Nice. Yeah. So uh, one of your, I guess it's not super recent, but one of your recent videos, you went down to Oregon and uh, worked with uh, Bourbon Moth for your uh, boat build. Mm -hmm. Uh, give us some, uh, I guess, insight onto that. What was the impetus to doing the mini boat and how'd that build go? <laughs> uh, I mean, that build was a blast and Jason and I both are like itching to do another build together. Um, we, we did that. So like basically all we did, like Jason and I had met each other twice at that point and probably spent less than 20 minutes with each other. Wow. And then... And then Jason was, Jason and I were talking, we were like, we'd really like to collaborate. It was still kind of in the middle of COVID. So things were kind of funky, but, but I was like, so tired of not hanging out with folks. I was, and yeah. so I was like, why don't we just schedule something? Um, and I just, I, uh, I was, we, we kept like talking about ideas, but I was like, let's just schedule something. Let's get a week uh, where I can go down there. And um, it was right up against a vacation that he was taking. So uh, he like had a, a firm out. So I was like, okay, this is great. <laughs> we have five build days and then like a day to shoot like the final shots. And so uh, we sat down, had had lunch. I, I went down on the train um, to, to Oregon and uh, we sat down and had lunch. And literally we came up with <laughs> and at lunch that day, uh, we were planning on, we were like, oh, what if we, build like a crappy boat uh and and we're like oh that'd be fun we just like he spent months building his uh his fishing boat and then uh he's like what if we just try and build that same boat but like in five days and i was like that's <laughs> and then I, like we were thinking about it and he was like well i don't know if i want another fishing boat and then we about a speed boat and then i remembered um because hanging out here in seattle there's a place called the center for wooden boats mm -hmm. they always have old wooden boats for sale and they had this tiny, like, speedboat from the 1950s 
um, that like it was all motor. It was just like little tiny boat and a whole <laughs> bunch of motor back end of it. And I was just like, oh, why don't we build one of these? And I looked up uh, and we figured out that it was called a cocktail racer. And then um, we found like one picture or two pictures on on Google image search of the insides of one, like with the with the ribs or the the frames um, uh, exposed, and we based the whole design off of that. So like we went from there to like picking up plywood, <laughs> just building it by eye. There was no like fairing the hull. There was no like all this stuff that I've learned about boat building after that. <laughs> like we just kind of we made up a whole bunch of stuff as we went. Oh and my was, god. Honestly, one of the most fun things I've ever done. Like that, that project, uh, uh, working with Jason was a blast. He's just so, he's so skilled. And it's, I, like, I've worked with a lot of other people, like, on jobs, but I've never worked with people on that level of collaboration, like, that level of creative collaboration. And mm -hmm. I think that it was, like, we, by the, by the end of the week, we were so, like, fast working together it was it was really amazing i i, I had a blast and i really want to do it again awesome. i like that you both you both shot it one one thing i don't like when people collaborate is only one video from one of the people i like how you got kind of both of your viewpoints on on the build you had your style and and hibs had his style very different videos even though it was the exact same build both videos <laughs> yeah. great I, I i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah i'm I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you like that. Yeah, we 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 debated about that for a while whether we kind of I do half of the build and he does half the build. Yeah. But ultimately we just decided our styles are different enough that um that we just we're just like we'll just make we'll make we'll make two and the, the fact that it became it became four videos because it was two part yeah. like yep. series and I, you know, it was just it only happened in 5 days but like the amount of footage that we took we have, to, we have to um make this into something else and thankfully like total boat hopped on board to to they sponsored all four videos which was just amazing wow yeah. like we were i was like I sponsor lined up for the i don't you know like we're trying to figure out how to pay for all the materials and everything like that and then total boat was and also like also they like uh the thick so they like they like uh overnighted extra thick so wow. we used so much of <laughs> projects yeah that's super cool and of course you got your uh pattern plywood there on the yeah dashboard yeah, yeah. We so we didn't think it was gonna happen i just uh i woke up super <clears throat> like before jason got up uh one morning the the second to last day i think and i just like ripped apart all the scraps and turned it into the dashboard because i was like everybody's gonna i'm gonna get so much flat i don't put a little <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad you added that touch. That's super Thanks. cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so cool to see you guys both put your own styles on it and, and turn it into something amazing. Um, if anybody else has questions, feel free to put them down in the question box down below. Um, we'll get to those here in a little bit. And also, don't forget to follow everybody. Click that the button up there. Drop down and hit that follow button. Um, but really, really appreciate it. Um, anyways, what other kind of collaborators like would you like to work with in the future or like do you have anything lined up that you want to kind of hint at or kind of tease about i'm always talking with people but i it, whether things come to fruition or not is um is another story um just because all of us are so busy uh there's so many people that i'd like to collaborate with uh i will i am gonna i believe yeah i i guess i could say that i'm gonna go and hang out with Anne of all trades uh <laughs> oh, cool. after, after work bench con I'm going to spend a week out there and I have no idea what to do. Uh, and oh, used to live awesome. out here and uh, we were like just getting to know each other when she moved away. And, um, and so I, um, I'm super excited to go see her farm and, and hang out there. Um, I don't know what'll come from it project wise, uh, but it, it's definitely going to be a blast. Um, and then let's see, I want to, at some point, um, I want to work with uh, Jay Katz Moses on something. Uh, we've talked about that for a while um and uh there's probably i'm working with him on some of the woodworkers with disabilities uh, mm -hmm, yeah. uh charity stuff um designing stuff there um where he's he's helping 
like fulfillment for like hats and stuff and working with him on those projects. So we talk pretty frequently and it, I need to go down and, and see his new space and all that. Um, so my, something I come out of that, but like this awesome. community. So like, it's so tight. It's great. I mean, I'm, my brother lives in Chicago. So whenever I go there, I go to Mike's space, uh, industrial maker. Um, he's, oh, cool. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent, I spent a week at Mike's at Mike's place. Oh yeah. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a funny guy. He's, he's a goofy he's, guy. He's a big reason that I'm on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, like he's yeah. a big that I kept, I stuck with it. He he's one of the early, first people to reach out and just say, "Hey, I like your stuff. Yeah. Uh, can I help?" And we met at um, Maker Fair uh, like years and years ago. And I didn't. I had like maybe a hundred followers on YouTube, and I somehow Mike had seen my videos, and uh, we hung out. He he took me around i i met a whole bunch of people um over that weekend and it was incredible so um i owe a lot to that guy he's he's been you know he's supported a ton of us over the years yeah so that's awesome jeff <laughs> it's your turn buddy i'm waiting on you cool all right so um <laughs> some of your um I've, I've been dying to ask you this um a lot of your like older woodworking slash art pieces are like anatomy of animals. Mm -hmm. So what was like, where'd you get that idea and how are those projects? So I've never seen anything but pictures of them and no videos or anything. Yeah. So I think they're super cool, but probably a lot of work. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those, those are, um, kind of just before YouTube, um, I was doing a lot of those. I did some of them kind of in the early, early years of YouTube. I, I did film making uh, one of the bird wings okay. and film making the fox head. Um, those are badly edited early videos of mine. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, part of it comes down to that they're incredibly time consuming to make. They were, they were my, you know, that was my artwork. I was, uh, I spent half my time working for art museums and doing art moving, art handling, uh, building stuff, like I mentioned before. And then I did, I spent the rest of my time uh, built, making artwork. And the the animal anatomy stuff was, was made from the scraps of where I was working. So it was a lot of the, excuse me, um, like the thin bits when you, when you rip a board down, you'll get like these little thin, like almost veneers on the side. Yeah. And most of them are made out of like the structural elements are made out of that kind of bent over itself and um, and and uh, yeah, it's, so it, <laughs> they're kind of hard hard to describe. Um, uh, it was it was experimental with. There we go. Oh, you found oh, it. Oh. <laughs> the, the bird wing. Yeah, there. Yeah, we go. that's the bird so wing. Freaking cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all that all that. Uh, that's amazing. Poplar on the. The outside wings, outside feathers, are uh, those are scraps from making a, 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 a art installation at, at the Henry Art Museum here uh, in Seattle. And so, like, it was just leftovers. I just pulled, I constantly pulled that stuff out of the trash and brought it back to my shop. And um, and I just found that like you can wet them and twist them, and they kind of keep a memory. So like you can actually you can kind of mold them, and when they dry, they stay. Uh, and then you can also like if you get them wet, you can you can bend them a lot easier. So I would bend them around armatures that are made out of plywood or carved wood. And then um, you know some of them got super elaborate. Uh, yeah. the, the rabbit that I made, which is like a full. Uh, oh yeah, those are the owl wings. Um, there's a video on that too. Like I got a couple. Of okay, nice. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was, it's so uh, early days. The reason why I. You haven't seen much out of me from that side. Was it the early days of trying to establish myself on YouTube? Um, the algorithm or like search engines wouldn't find me. Yeah, was searching like a sculptural bird wing, but <laughs> um, and I didn't really understand the thumbnail game. Like nowadays, there's like art YouTube really, really well. Yeah, um, and like uh, um, I. I didn't really know what the language was to be successful on the platform that way. So I just leaned into my, uh, you know, furniture making skills and, and um, shop build stuff. Um, and so that, you know, uh, and now that's kind of what I, I, I built for the YouTube channel, but I do need to 
I need to revisit some of those sculptures <laughs> and just like commit a month to making a new sculpture and just be like, okay, well, we're just going to risk it. We'll see what happens. Cause um, it, it could be big. I'd love to, I'd love to make them again. You know, um, it's been hard to balance. Like what you see on the internet is basically all I have time to make. So yeah, yeah. not like I'm, I'm like whittling in the background. And I'm <laughs> <off>. <laughs> um, so, so 2023 where do you see the state of your shop any any you, you know you just built out your office mm -hmm. uh any what's the next big project for you as uh as far as like remodeling or anything like that uh well funny you should ask that we're actually uh gonna remodel a kitchen um Ooh, in okay. the new year's so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're fun fun man yeah. <laughs> oh, I've done I've done my share, and I know. Oh yeah, they're, they're um, deceptively complicated. You're like, oh my god, there's so much to decide on. So many finishes, so many yeah. like bits and bobs, and trying to get all of it to align. I've I've been there, and I'm gonna be back in it soon. Uh, that'll start in April. Um, so that's probably the that's gonna be the that'll be sort of like the office was this year. That'll be yeah. cool. that now. Nice. I was just very happy that the office videos resonated because of, you know, it was like, I don't know, like, I mean, I, I'm so used to like building a piece of furniture, showing that off and being yeah. like, cool, cool for, and, you know, moving on to the next piece. So this like sort of series build has been a little, you know, intimidating to go into, but people have been super supportive of the office build. And so I, I think, I think it'll be a good, um, it'll be a good, good yeah. series. Yeah. Nice. It's some cabinet construction awesome. all sorts of stuff uh, <laughs> the real question is are you gonna oh. incorporate some pattern plywood <laughs> <laughs> gotta be some somewhere just put it in there for, for the video and then take it out if you don't like it <laughs> <laughs> no no but in in all seriousness I, like how did you go from you know the the making of all these kind of sculptures right and then kind of into that pattern plywood like look that you have like what what kind of um, sparked your interest there it's a good question i mean it was just kind of like i experimented in the shop it was from the rockler plywood cha challenge so the one sheet of plywood challenge that they put out oh uh, god five six years ago mm -hmm. um that's i made the first pattern plywood piece and uh and then i like it resonated. People were like into it. It was one of my best performing videos ever, uh, partly because of that whole Rockler thing. That was when like Wobi started his channel. A whole bunch of really cool, interesting people started their channel from that challenge. Um, that was like a modern maker podcast challenge. Yep. And, um, and, and then the pattern plywood did really well. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go back to work. At the time, I was working uh contracting jobs uh, you know my my own business so i was doing the design fab work so i built out my friend's kitchen and then i went like oh. dead on youtube for, for i think three months um and that was like i was like oh this video did great oh i don't have time to make any more videos so when i came <laughs> back i started making pattern plywood again but when i made it i had this like thing that i was like oh i i know that there's more to this there are more patterns like you start playing with it and you start other patterns yeah manipulate like every aspect of it like you just turn one of the tiles like 90 degrees the whole pattern changes so um every time i play with it i learn i learn new stuff so it just felt like a really rich environment to experiment and i still love it it's super fun um i've, I've got uh, been drawing new new patterns in my sketchbook lately i think that's what i get the most thrill out of is designing a new pattern um and enjoying make it and then i get the joy of like watching everybody else make this stuff in different form. um you know people make drawer fronts out of it or yeah. they there was a guy that sent me a uh an image he like covered his entire floor and his hallway with it wow which was a it was <laughs> crazy he's like in spain oh or something like that it was um yeah and he, that's like, intense it was really beautiful i was like I wouldn't, I, w I can't even imagine how many hours he put on, put into that, but it looked, it looked incredible. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's, um, that's cool. So yeah. I know at part of your office build, you, uh, you got your Glowforge. Um, I've had a Glowforge for a while. I really enjoyed your uh, most recent video on the Glowforge. Uh, 
What do you see uh, using that thing for further? And uh, what do you think of it so far? I mean, I, I love it. I think you can tell that in the video. Um, it just opens up a lot of possibilities. I've been getting really into um, like Illustrator, designing yeah. on Illustrator, part of like the merch stuff. Yeah. Like, stuff that I designed myself. And I'm like, I took a class um, um, on, on Skillshare on Illustrator. And like after that, like after I understood it, uh, I was like, oh my God, this is, uh, this is powerful. So I've been, I've been messing around a lot of stuff that hasn't been shown, um, you know, cause it's just like me on the computer, which yeah, is not the most. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I'm, I want to incorporate more of those designs into, into, you know, um, into objects that I make. One of the things that we're using it for, I think I, I mentioned this in the, in the video, but I, we're building the Mur Murphy bar, um, like trying to make, manufacture yeah. the murphy bars and like the murphy bar had a metal plate at the bottom of it that was like a vent cover and um so i've been using the glowforge to test all the different pattern plywood patterns as a vent cover and like see what's strong enough and like you know and then we'll probably have a company like send cut send that can that can cut it out of metal but it's a good like test bed for stuff um and then also like doing logos and it's just like, I'm still kind of processing it. It's one of those tools that is so powerful that you need a little bit to like, that's why I shot, I shot that video more for me than anything. I was like, okay, yeah. this gives me room to play with this thing and, uh, and learn from it. And then I'll figure out what to apply, apply it to. Um, but it, it definitely helps like my brain uh, wrap my head around what, what that, uh, what that machine can do. That's yeah. awesome. All right. I, so I'm going to hijack one more question uh, before I turn it over to Jeff. So speaking of the pattern plywood and the Murphy bar, I don't know if these other guys follow Wormwood, but how is the, the Wormwood guys popping into your shop and how's the pattern <laughs> plywood uh, DM screen collab going with those guys? Uh, I mean, them showing up in my shop is bizarre and funny and weird. Dude. If you haven't seen that, definitely worth watching. It's like, I'll tell you the same thing that I told my parents is like, um, you need, like, you need to watch like three or four of their videos to get like the, the flow and understand what, the, like, I love their videos, but it took me three. So if the first one you see and the only one you see is them coming into my shop, yeah. it's gonna, like coming from my channel to the way that I edit videos to the way that they edit videos is, it's, it's a shock to the system. Um, but like they've been nothing but incredibly supportive and gracious and like helpful and like excited about operation it, it's really it's been exciting like i'm real i can't wait to see where it goes because they've got they've got so much and it, one of the videos is i shot a video i went to taunton massachusetts where their headquarters is and um filmed in their in their facility with all the crazy massive woodworking tools awesome. and the whole thing is their whole operation it just, it doesn't work like a shop like this. no it doesn't it's just huge yeah well and they explained it to me they're like okay so you use the table saw for like 80 percent of your operations hypothetically um all each stage in your operation in their shop has a dedicated tool for it so they buy a tool for one operation and it's as big as this room and it does that one operation. So it'll be like, you know, milling boards to wits and that's an entire like thing. And then like they have, they have a machine that sands the divots and seats. Yeah. It's like, that's all it does. It makes seat divots. It doesn't do anything else. <laughs> and so uh, uh, it's just really fascinating working with them because it's a totally different side of woodworking. Um, it's like when we're designing the Murphy bar, we have to think a lot about what they're capable of manufacturing and what tools they have apply to that style of manufacturing. So it's a really That's interesting. It's, yeah. So it'll, it'll be the same design, but it has to be built completely different than the way that I built mine. Yeah. It has to be like built uh, through a manufacturing process versus a small shop process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. So super cool. For instance, I, did a bunch of applied moldings to mine to like get the roundovers and everything and they're like it's more cost effective for us to do this whole thing out of solid wood than it is yeah. for like 
do it out of plywood with veneers and do the applied molding because it's so much more labor and we actually don't really have the equipment to do it. Um, huh. So yeah, it's, it's stuff like that kind of surprises you when you work with a big company like that. All right, Jeff, um, sorry about that. <laughs> we have, no, you're good, you're good. You got 12 more questions you can ask. Uh, and then we're cutting you off, Bernie. Um, <laughs> we have we have a ton of questions from Ed Mancini and a few from uh, and a few from Zach at Double K. So obviously, I'll ask one of Zach's. Um, with pattern plywood becoming more commonly used in woodworking now, do you feel proud of that or conflicted because they are working with that niche more heavily? Um, I mean, you popularized pattern plywood so immensely in the in the community is there a sense of pride or kind of a you're worried other people are biting your style or anything like that uh, no i'm just i'm totally proud that everybody like people everybody try it please oh, yeah. like I, <laughs> I mean i think that that like my interest in it is teaching like i said i mean yeah. i'm i'm excited about the innovation and development of it than i am about the like holding on to it and ownership yeah. like I, and i i think it it's just beneficial for everyone i mean i don't even know if i could patent it if i try like it's not really i mean river river tables are patented so yeah. well, you can patent anything on that road <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to talk on that topic yeah, yeah. That's a, um uh that's a yeah <laughs> <laughs> anybody wants to know you can google it you'll find it quick but, and so like my my business uh, up until now I, mean, I just started selling product mm -hmm. but like up until now, my business is not selling product it's selling info or not even selling yeah. it's giving information and like supporting other woodworkers to try this stuff if people aren't trying it then i'm not doing my job very well um like i want people to enjoy their time in the wood shop so like i mean it's a it's great i i do uh i save like a little you know how you can um like save things on Instagram, images on Instagram. I I save uh, whenever somebody sends me a thing, I'll I'll save it, and I've got like a you know fan builds list, and it's so fun to look through because it's not cool. people don't build it exactly the same way as you did. They yeah. build it in their style with their own materials, with their own limitations. You know whether it be tools or you know they're new to the hobby, and sometimes it just comes out cooler. Like I've got a lot of things that I'm like, oh man, I wish I'd thought about that. Like yeah. I wish I idea but it's it's exciting because you, you kind of feed off of each other's um design input um i think at the heart of it i'm a designer not a um inventor or uh i'm not a product person i'm not like i'm just i just really love design oh, yeah. And, yeah. and coming up with clever ideas and then sharing them with people um and then seeing other people do them yeah yeah i mean i was when you started incorporating just veneers on it, I was like, oh, shit, how was that not a thing already, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that's, that's, a, that's, a, I'm going to experiment with more. Um, yeah, I got yeah. Thicker veneers, I got some colored veneers from Roar Rocket that uh, I need to incorporate. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I mean, it's endless. It's endless. There's yeah. no, there's no end in sight yet. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, really cool. Uh, I guess my question, before, there's a ton of questions in the, in the question box, but I guess my question for you is like, you talk about kind of teaching that, that those skills, like, do you have classes available that, that people can, can go and listen and kind of learn from you? Or is there uh, any plans for that in the future? It's funny you say that. It I, it's not like in the very initial stages. I do. I, I, I would really like to do um, some like, basics courses or like woodworking basics but i'd also like to do like basics design classes um like mm -hmm. design um some stuff that just like i think there's like some really simple things that i learned in art school that i apply all the time um to my furniture or anything like basically how i process like i'm doing you know, a bunch of construction outside how i design my shed like all these different relationships of things like um how you find thumbnails and stuff like all that stuff um it, it boils down to like some pretty simple principles of of design um that i don't consider myself a great designer but like 
you know, I, I would love to share some of that stuff with other people, like some of that knowledge, because I think, it would, it, you know, it's one of those things that it's a, it's a little more esoteric sound, seeming or a little, it sounds really intimidating or hard to understand, but there are principles behind it. Um, and so like, I've, well, I've worked out, I've done a couple talks uh, with like, I've done a talk for my, um, for students. What am I? I'm a, an alum of my college, co current college students at the college that I went to. But <laughs> they're, they're not alumni. So anyway, um, I've done talks to, to them before and, um, and built these, these, these talks that um, I think would, would work pretty well. Um, but it'd be fun to figure out a way to like, uh, visually show that in a project or something yeah. like how, how to find decisions on the fly and um, and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. It, I was curious about the design, the, the how how you tackle your design issues. Like with the elevator table, um, there was a lot that could go wrong with something like yeah. Exactly. All right, there. So, <laughs> what kind of your your process of working through that? Do you just you have the design and then you start worrying about the mechanism or do you kind of envision the mechanism first and build around that um it was a lot of it was a lot of trial and error for sure i mean yeah. there's i start off i usually start in my sketchbook drawing i'll go sketchbook this is different for everybody but i like to draw in a sketchbook because it's just the fastest i can draw and then i go to sketchup and i mess around in there and then i've started doing miniature models which um are super helpful and that's another thing that the glowforge will help out with as well yeah. i can iterate models on the glowforge um and then sometimes i'll like bounce back and forth between the the sketchbook and sketchup and um i mean the sketchbook will be next to me while i'm working in sketchup and so uh yeah i puzzle through a lot of that unfortunately it doesn't make for good footage because you don't really <laughs> like you don't know when that aha moment is going to yeah. happen. Um, and a lot of times the sketchbook just looks like junk because <laughs> it's, it's another tool. It's just like, okay, I got, I got there. The instant you get to the point where you understand it, you don't need to keep drawing. So yeah. um, a lot of things are unfinished, but the, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And then with the elevator table, it helped to build too. I'll be honest, yeah. like building a, the second, the second one is so much better. Uh, and, than the first one and there's still room for improvement i still think that the mechanism could be smoother um like operated with two people it's not a problem operated with one person it kind of slams on one yeah. side and yeah. i would like to um solve i i know there's a solution for that problem but i don't see myself building a third anytime <laughs> soon <laughs> we, we love the, the one that we have so yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So uh, we got another question from Ed from Mancini Woodworking. So speaking of Skillshare, would you recommend it for people trying to learn things like CNC or laser stuff? And uh, what has been your personal experience with Skillshare? Um, I've never been sponsored by Skillshare. I can say that. All right. So, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I, <laughs> I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've learned a lot um, from from it um specifically in the design category i haven't really d dipped into i don't have a cnc so i haven't tested that out um it helped me in the early days of learning to edit video as well one thing that i've learned from skilled share is that a lot of um uh a lot of uh um those creators if you like them they have uh like their own channels that you can go go mm -hmm. off off of their I mean, I probably wouldn't say if I was sponsored by Skillshare, but you, you have the option of like actually experiencing uh, more in-depth tutorials and stuff like that. So it's worth, if you go to Skillshare, like looking up the creator and seeing if they have some more, um, you know, more training and stuff beyond there. But it's, uh, it was, it's, yeah, I, I learned a lot. I just found myself, uh, it's hard for me to find like six or, or 10 hours to devote to yeah. that stuff. So exactly. I, I think that's the hardest part. And that's the hardest part with any online learning is like finding the time to sit down and, and, uh, and just do it. But, um, but I mean, the classes, you can find some excellent cl yeah. classes on there. Yeah. Especially like vector design and stuff. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed learning, uh, learning in, uh, uh, illustrator on there. Nice. Mm-hmm.
All right. So we've got a question from Zach at Double K Products. What would you give to somebody that wants to pursue YouTube as their serious endeavor and is new to it? Um, yeah, uh, uh, that's it, it's a really good question. Um, it's kind of a moving target, YouTube. Like uh, when I started was different than it is now. Um, but I think some of the principles stay the same in that um, like finding your voice, finding what it is that like what niche you have uh, is really important. And that's kind of just like an internal discussion. You have to be like, what, what, what do I not see working here? And like that can be storytelling if you're, uh, you know, if you've got comedy chops, like sometimes that can help. Or if you just are a really good designer and you have um, like some design ideas that you haven't seen. Or if you have like an experience, like I found that my, my experience building picture frames was a weird niche. Like I really successful picture, picture frame videos because I did it for so many years. Those mm -hmm. are questions that nobody else really knew the answer to because they never worked in the industry. Um, things like that. Like if you can find sort of your, your creative voice, but like I also, if you're really just starting, if you have not made a video yet, make a video like just just you need to like make one to, well you need to make 10 videos yeah. uh, before you like feel anywhere near comfortable or really understand what it is you're doing on a say um so like that's that like setting a personal goal of like i don't care how good the videos are we just need to make 10 of them um that's that's the biggest challenge for i think most people is just getting started and once they get started you know you, you you can you can dip a little bit deeper into the okay so like what like analytics and like what can i do to make a better thumbnail what can i do to tell a better story like story is king and like pacing is king i've like i've watched so many young channels that that what's not working is the pacing of the video is very mm -hmm. low. like i don't think people understand how much they have to edit um get a video to to be paced really well and that's something that i'm constantly working on and constantly re-watching my videos to make sure that they they flow and that there aren't these moments where i'm just dragging on and on about something yeah. i'm like that's just important to me it's not important to the person watching it and i think that's another thing like you got to think about the end user don't think about yourself like you're i, I think my early videos i was kind of more of showing off my skills really explain anything to anyone and then um once i started doing voiceovers and realized i could like really help other woodworkers out and give tips and tricks that's when my channel ch like changed and grew so much faster yeah. so those sort of moments of like how can i like like think about your audience your audience is is more is the important part not like not like you and your story. It's more of like, how can you use what you make to help others? And that's how you grow like an audience community. And that's how people like, that's why people want to come back is because they learn something or they can take some useful skills with it. And they were, you know, the pacing, they were entertained the whole time as well. Um, yeah. I mean, from a, from a business standpoint, that's a whole other conversation yeah. how like how you make it work, but. I'm great advice. Every every bit of that is <laughs> no. perfect, especially for Zach who asked the question. Zach, just make more videos. You have one. It's a great video, but it's just one. Um, speaking of, of creating content, you know, YouTube and everything. What are your thoughts on YouTube Shorts? I mean, I know, I know. I guess they're going to be monetizing them uh, January. I think is when they start. Yep, January. Um, so, how, how do you feel? about that are you more of the i do it because i have to or you enjoy it or i'm just you're just like i don't want to touch it kind of thing well i i mean i might answer your question just by saying i haven't put out a youtube short yeah um, <laughs> but now that you you know the money you know <laughs> the difference yeah uh, you know, i mean I, I have mixed feelings about short form content in general um i think that like my my goal for my channel is to help people and like educate and like take the time to like be like hey this was a big project of mine you might find yeah. the same situation where your wall is caving in and this is what i did yeah um 
that sort of thing, I just think I enjoy telling a longer story. Um, yeah. And so uh, I'm not quite as excited about <clears throat> work form stuff that's coming out, but that, that I don't think that it's without merit. I think some yeah. people are just better at telling short stories. Um, you know, this, I, I, I'm addicted to TikTok like a lot of other people um, watch it. <laughs> And I find it really entertaining. And but I'm I I think that like right now, what I was saying about finding your voice, I'm still kind of I still kind of feel like I'm trying to find my voice in that in that form. And I'm also not trying to rush it because um, I don't want to pigeonhole myself into like a certain style of video or a certain thing. Yeah. I'm kind of experimenting behind the scenes. I, I put out a video every once in a while just to see how it does. But it's kind of more for me to do the edit and 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 be like, um, you know is this working or not but the truth is behind the scenes i don't have a lot of spare time so like a lot of my energy is going into making youtube videos which is yeah. my primary source of income and uh and the preferred medium of mine like i love making youtube videos so like why would i focus on something like a youtube short all of a sudden that i don't i don't feel quite as passionate about like if i have to edit shorts as well as edit long form video youtube videos i'm never going to be in the shop making anything like i'm yeah. behind a computer so um part of my goal for the new year is to get away from the computer more um so I'll, yeah it's like finding finding help where i can um bringing in more people to just you know support me the the cool. channel getting big enough just just barely big enough to bring in bring in some some help so that that's that's yeah. one of the years is true grow the business just a little bit i don't want to be big but i i want to i want to be spend more time in the shop where i'm actually uh my talents are uh, actually there and so maybe it's bringing in somebody to help edit the shorts or um you know finding a different way to communicate that that's so yeah that's kind of where my head is with it I, i'm not a i'm not against it i think some people do great at it um but mm -hmm. i just feel really passionate about long form content yeah I I saw uh, Make, Make With Miles, talented yeah. kid as well. He, uh, he said thoughts on quality versus quantity when it comes to videos and projects. That kind of ties into the, the idea of shorts. It's not really the quality that you're looking for for your channel specifically. I mean, it, it's really hard to say, here's how you solve a disaster in 15 seconds, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I know. Like, I think about retention, like what do, what do people actually retain from these like scrolly uh these scroll like this amount of like scrolled information <laughs> yeah it's i don't know if there's not much <laughs> you may get a woodworking in <laughs> here and there um but i just think that if you sit down and and watch like a long video of somebody fixing something you're going to remember that and you're going to be like yeah. oh okay i have the same problem that michael did how do i fix it i'll just go back and watch this video you're not gonna you're gonna be like okay so where was that youtube short that he made back in you know <laughs> like so you I scroll think through 1500 shorts <laughs> so i don't know that's i think i might just right. be yeah looking at it wrong but that's kind of the way that i've been feeling about it and i'm trying not to feel too guilty about it yeah. it seems like everybody's towards those shorts and i'm like as long as all of you keep watching my YouTube videos, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dusty Lumberco is killing it with his shorts. He, I think he's the only one that, that really, like, you feel like you learned something, even though nobody has a radial arm saw like him. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of weirdo has a bunch of radial arm saws in their shop? This but, side's huge, uh, Jeff. I, I got five now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely interesting fire. to see people who do what? They're easy to buy the radio alarm songs. Yeah, they're everywhere on Facebook Marketplace. And Jeff yeah, it's, is it's a definitely for punishment. He keeps buying them. He ended up with a vintage DeWalt one this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty happy I found that one. Yeah, they're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a, a video that I completely blatantly rip off Dusty Lumberco, like a side-by-side, -side, me doing the same exact cuts on my radio alarm saw. But I mean, his, is, his is nice and expensive. Mine's $50 on Facebook. So. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to hit, hit more questions in the old uh oh, we got somebody oh. other than ed in there now 
I, I do want to ask a question uh, since Make with Miles uh, popped in there with a question. Um, we already did the thoughts on quality versus quantity, but uh, I saw that he came up to your shop and uh, you guys linked up. Are you going to do any uh, projects with him in the future? Or? That'd be fun. Yeah, I would love to collaborate with Miles. I don't, I, he's in college right now, so I'm not sure. Uh, maybe Miles hit me up on your summer break and we'll, uh, we'll figure something out. Yeah, Miles came up. It was so funny. Miles came up the day that Wormwood showed up. It's oh, wow. <laughs> this is a, a really <laughs> story that like, like, so I didn't realize what, what day Wormwood was coming out. I had all these like crazy communications with them, emails back and forth. <laughs> and I, it, it, like they gave me a date and it was like two weeks from from like the week that I was in and I, I was like okay so um then I, I I messaged Doug and Doug was like we'll be there Tuesday and so I was thinking it was gonna be a week from Tuesday not Tuesday and meanwhile I was like I think it was right after I gutted the room that I turned into my office and so there's just trash everywhere this entire shop was just littered with stuff <laughs> I had my buddy's truck and I just started hucking stuff into the back of the truck. Like it didn't even matter. <laughs> Good quality lumber. It was like some trash bags, like everything. I was just like, I need to get this cleared out so that uh, it looks like a decent shop. Cause I'm about to have these guys. Wow. Uh, I, 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 so Doug called me from the airport. He's like, Michael, we're here. It'll be like, it will be there in like a, uh, an hour and a half. I was like, and he's like, should we, should we get lunch? beforehand because they're on boston time or should we uh should we uh should we get lunch beforehand or should we come straight to you and i was like just grab and we'll uh uh and so i cleared out the shop and then and then i realized that i told miles because miles was on spring break uh that he his whole his family was coming up to to uh to seattle i told miles i was like sure miles come on up anything going on and i completely forgot about that when the wormwood guys showed up and I was like, uh, I was like dripping with sweat when they show up <laughs> and started filming. And then all of a sudden there's a knock on the door and it's Miles and his whole family in the middle of shooting with Wormwood. And so uh, I, it was hilarious. Then Miles comes out. He's got the kendamas that he makes, which are beautiful, by yep. the way. Uh, and then he, yep. he, he pulls that thing out of his bag to show Doug. I was like, Doug, you should see Miles' work. Do you have anything, Miles? Miles brings out this kendama. There's a great bit in the... In the Wormwood in video. Wormwood video, yep. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> where Doug is trying to play the Kendama, I try. And Miles whips it out, and he's like, pop, 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 pop. It's, it's great. Anyway. Well, that, uh, that just shows uh, how hectic the life of a YouTuber and uh, how busy you actually really are. <laughs> that probably was the most busy I've been all year, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right. I've got one more final question here uh, and you guys can jump in on any other questions, I guess, if you want real quick, but uh Sandman would design uh, now that you've built a boat, do you have any plans to do another big project like that? Or what's, what's the next I mean, big absolutely. project that you got lined I've, up? I've got boats on the brain. Um, I, I follow Samson <laughs> Boat Co, Leo, um, who's right here. He's in Port Townsend and he had this little dinghy that he's putting on that boat that actually splits in half and it stacks in on itself and I measured it out, it'll fit in the trunk of my, of my old, old, of old gold, my uh, Mercedes station wagon. So nice. I can just shove the whole thing in the back of my, uh, oh my car. And I was like, oh man, I kind of, I've been wanting, a, I grew up sailing, I've wanted a sailboat forever. And I was like, this is finally a sailboat that I could literally just <laughs> take on the road without anything else. So I, it's a kit um, and I, it's, it's made here in Port and and i i've been thinking about that i mean i definitely i i would love to build another boat that was so fun um i jackman beat me to the punch on that trailer i saw that trailer kit also it's also i think made in port townsend or designed locally um the kit that jackman's working on right now and um and i i, I wanted to build that one too but he's already beat me to it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um well ed has a million questions in the question box but uh I think this is a good one. Um, he wants to know what tools do you plan on upgrading or what tools do you want to upgrade? I got, I got a new one right over here next to me. I got oh. a, I got a, I got a Capex this, this week. <laughs> the uh, fast tool Capex. Oh, so, nice. 
Yeah, so I'll have the uh, replace this this guy, which is my fifty dollars on Craigslist chop saw um, with that. And that's probably the biggest upgrade I'll do for a while. Um, I got the new band saw in, which was huge, and that's gonna yep. be huge pattern plywood like that. I was just waiting on that, and um, uh, fortunately, the people at Harvey hooked me up, and they're super nice. They were like, "Is there something that we could do for you?" And I'm like, "I've been looking at this bandsaw," and they're like, "We could do that." So, wow. uh, super happy to have the bandsaw. That's and so that's, cool. that's yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna do some major shop upgrades in January. January is my month of shop upgrades. I do that every year, and so I'll uh, I'm gonna redo. So I did this wall last year in January, right here. And then I'm going to continue that over to that side. But I was waiting to get the new chop saw in um, uh, so that I could I could build around that as opposed to build around this one, which is it's been it's like sentimentally great. But it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's not a slide. It doesn't slide at all. Like, you know, it is a chop saw. It only goes straight down um, and it barely turns like I have to grease it every couple of months just to like move it all. So it's time time to let it go and uh an upgrade but yeah beyond that i'm pretty comfy in my little shop here um i don't think that there's much else that i'm looking for just need to make how tall is, how tall is the ceiling in your shop uh 11 and a half feet wow yeah ever. that's nice <laughs> i would that's recommend nice. over getting more square footage i would recommend people to get higher shops because yeah. that's that is the, I, it's what I was looking for when I got this place. And uh, my old, my old studio was in a old warehouse building uh, in Georgetown. Um, okay. Uh, Bernie, you know that, but yep. um, like industrial neighborhood here in Seattle. And it was an old uh, foundry building. They used to make the wood blanks for castings um, for the mm. laundry. Anyway, it had 12 foot ceilings. And I was like, I'm never, I'm never going to work in an eight foot ceiling shop ever again. And that's, so I think nice uh, we're, we're talking about Mike Clifford. I think his uh, his wood shop portion of his shop is like seven feet. I'm I'm pretty tall. Oh I'm uh, I can I can touch the ceiling easily in his shop. Yeah. But like the other side where CNC is has has high ceilings. It's day and night. I think he should swap that. Right? I like shouldn't. I think he should as well. Um, yeah, he'll maybe he'll figure that out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> Like if you buy a twelve foot board in here, you can you can pretty much stand. Yeah, up. yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Which is is surprisingly handy. Um, yeah. And I stand I stand on my shop table all the awesome. time and work like up top too. So yeah. it's like something I need to stand up high. Yeah, you don't have to worry about nice. it. Nice. All right, Jeff, any uh, final questions here? And then I'll, I'll wrap it up. I don't know. That. People are talking about how tall I am. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll go with a random one. Is Live Edge done yet? I personally like working with Live Edge, but it seems very redundant, and I see it everywhere I look. Uh, um, Your opinion, obviously. That's <laughs> not my opinion. I don't think it <laughs> ever be done, yeah. um, but it may, may drift in popularity a little bit. I. I mean, I've never done it, so I don't know. I'm part of the um, minority here, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I like the look of it, um, but I do think there's a lot of there's a lot of live edge content yes. out there. <laughs> I, I'm just amazed. I'm just amazed that the videos still crush. Like they just do so well. So more more power to the people doing. Um, I just like yeah. I've been doing the timber timber. Frame. I don't even know. Maybe that's the wrong thing to call it. But I've been doing these things uh, oh, yeah. in the yeah. shop, four by fours, and working on those and realizing how I'm not equipped to do stuff quite that size. It's like just the scales, just because it's just a little bigger than my table saw, a little bigger than my chop saw. Like everything's a little off. Um, makes me think like if I tried to do a slab, how many stuff, how many things I'd just be like, oh. I need like a full bed CNC to level this thing or, yeah. or you know, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. You guys can have your edge. I don't, I don't need that stress. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Bernie, any, any I just final really thoughts appreciate here? It, Michael. It's uh, good to finally talk with you in person and uh, have you on a sawdust talk. I need to make my way over the mountains at some point and come visit you. Absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're trying to figure out this Pacific Northwest meetup or the Seattle meetup or whatever it is, the Washington Maker meetup. Exactly. And I, I keep saying I'll do it in my backyard just so I don't have to go anywhere. But uh, <laughs> that's a lot of uh, traveling across the state for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, but Ellensburg's beautiful. I love I love that part of the state. Oh, I love it, dude. I mean, that's why we moved back here and we built a house. It's my favorite part of the state. We used to live over in Yelm, so I like this way better. <laughs> so I'll, I'll drive out there if you have it. Perfect. <laughs> but you're any time out here, too. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, one, All right, Kyle. One more question. Um, Mike. Least favorite sponsor yeah. to work with? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's hear it. Let's, let's hear it. One that didn't pay me. It was like oh, early days. Don't work with Enviro, EnviroCleanse or whatever it is. It's like a like a <laughs> air filter. You know, it's like I, it's yeah. maybe 10, 15 videos in and, and somebody was like, oh, we'll sponsor a video. And I'm like, sure. Um, just be careful of those early sponsors. I've heard it's good, probably not good things of Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> yeah, take one of those. Yes, I've been offered, tempting, but I, yeah, taking the. I haven't done a video game sponsor at some point. I'll okay, but that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, Mike, we really appreciate you being on here and being a part of the show. I uh, want to turn it over to you and see if you have any final thoughts for anybody, anybody watching, anybody listening. Uh, turn it over uh, to you, man. So really appreciate yeah, you being here. Final thoughts, huh? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I just appreciate people <laughs> watching my stuff every day. It surprises me that people are like uh, into it. Like I put out so many videos this year. Like, like this one's going to tank and then, uh, they've done well. I, I appreciate people who are willing to listening to me, listen to me and, and want to take my advice on woodworking projects. It's just been, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just awesome. The community has been awesome. And um, so I'm mostly just appreciative of, People like you guys who asked me to hang out and, um, and you know, talk for an hour. So, <laughs> there's a lot. Well, well, thank you again. And uh, big thanks to everybody for joining and watching. I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week on another episode of Sauna Stuff. Let's go. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks again, Michael. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. See you guys. Thanks, Mike. Thanks.